Hello and welcome to the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series, where holistic leaders of tomorrow become thriving luxury brands. During the interview series, my guest speakers will share their adventure and expertise on specific topics to help you enrich your experience with life. Hi, I'm Angel Quintana, the host of the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series and the CEO of HolisticFashionista.com. I have had the great honor of working with each of these individuals to take what they've already mastered in their life and use it to serve their kismet clients. It is my great honor to introduce you today, Jennifer Nesbitt-Holt. Today, Jennifer will be sharing with us three secrets of how to grow a successful design career. But before we get started on this eye-opening topic, I'd like to take a moment to give you a little bit of background about who Jennifer is. Jennifer Nesbitt-Holt is the CEO and founder of Flow Creative Design, a creative life studio for professionals looking to unlock the secrets of award-winning designers, let go of perfectionism, and learn how to grow a successful design career. So please welcome Jennifer to the show. Thanks, Jennifer, for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Angel. It's, it's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, and you have such a juicy topic. I mean, just from the amount of time that we've had to work on Flow Creative Design together, it just kind of embellishes everything that we are so about here at Holistic Fashionista, which is taking every design element and really making that part of, like, who our brand is, what we stand for, and really get over that perfectionism. So I'm super excited to talk about the three secrets on how to grow a design uh, career. So before we get into all of the juiciness of this topic, I just wanted to figure, find out how, do you remember how we met? I do. It was from an old podcast of yours, and eventually I joined the Holistic Fashionista group, I believe, on Facebook. Awesome. So, yeah, as, as, and I only ask this because I just want to show everybody just really how we can all find each other. I mean, we all find each other through different avenues, whether it's, you know, uh, they search something on Google, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's YouTube, maybe we found each other on Facebook. This Internet game really gets bigger and bigger, and everybody starts to have that mm-hmm. separation, and it's just really powerful that we were able to find each other you know, throw out the, all the noise that is happening with everything that's going on online during this era that we live in. So uh, I'm really excited about figuring out just who you're meant to serve, uh, what Flow Creative Design is, and how you help professional designers today. Uh, thanks for letting me share the info about this topic because it is one that I'm passionate about. You know, I'm an artist and I see a lot of suffering and designers and artist fields. So I'm, I'm happy to talk about this. And, you know, what I think of, what I like to think at least of Flow Creative Design is that it's an interior lifestyle design studio. You know, I love uh, elevating designers and looking, uh, or that the designers that are looking to let go of perfectionism, because, girl, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I can speak to it. <laughs> Miss Type A here. So I've learned my uh, fair share of lessons around that topic as a creator. And, you know, if people are learning how to kind of leverage and move through all this icky stuff and they're doing it without support, it can feel so daunting. And if, if you're looking to grow a successful design career, what I do is I embark on a journey together with my clients to create a thriving you know, and mindful interior and exterior existence. And I feel like that's key here for what we're going to talk about today. 
the, the secrets of award-winning designers is to manifest clarity. You know, so you can turn those concepts into creativity, and you can start learning the art of designing from within. And that's not only for yourself, but for your clients that you're wanting to serve. So in my private mentoring program, Angel, we aim to pick apart, you know, what's holding you back from your dreams of creating a thriving design career. And then we step forward to help you carve your footprints in the path to this freedom, you know, that you're seeking. And we know this as entrepreneurs, I think, Angel, that there is such freedom that comes with that uh, and running our own business. So it's, you know, most importantly, what I want people to hear here is that we want to do this so you can fully and gracefully embrace creative flow. I'm all about the flow to tap mm -hmm. into your creative sweet spot whenever, you know, you need to. And my little secrets here are, you know, to first investigate. And then I provide holistic tools and mindset exercises to help my clients ride out these broken or shattered feelings maybe of doubt. And then, you know, I love this part is that we leverage all that crap and we turn it in for good. <laughs> these, we, you know, you leverage the inner box for your unshakable success. So that's what we do here. <laughs> oh, my God. That is such a profound way of describing. I mean, it's just interesting. Now that we've figured out your signature system, who you're here to serve, I mean, doesn't it feel like the, the light has just been lifted? I mean, what you just described oh. there, I mean, even resonated with me. I mean, not that I can, I do consider myself a designer. I mean, I was a clothing designer before I started Holistic Fashionista, yeah. and clearly I designed my own website. So I can relate to this topic so much. And to hear you just in that short little blurb about what your studio does for people in the interior part, which I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we're focusing on the exterior, like how many, how many fans do we have? How many people are on our mailing list? How much money are we making? And the real mm -hmm. part that we don't talk about or we, you know, it's a little hush-hush is what's going on in the interior. So I am beyond ecstatic for what you've created with Flow Creative Design and who you serve and how you serve them. I know the tools that are in your toolbox that are just absolutely profound that are not being offered to this market. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, uh, but just know that, <laughs> that that Jennifer is a highly gifted person. And um, I want to you know, dive deep a little bit more into you know what you really mean when you say that true Flow to Creative because I know – as a creative person, that sometimes we get stuck, and yes, we can go read books, and then we can try new things out, but what does that really mean to you to be in that flow, into that creative flow? Uh, this is, you're going to hear me get excited when I talk about this part, because <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really where the passion and the cohesiveness of what I do and who I am, you know, all comes together, and I want people to hear that message, too, is that you can take everything that you are and create what you want. And, you know, whether you're a designer or not, I know most of us have this, hey, I'm here, you know, and it might even be like through the looking glass, and, and I'm not happy, and I want to be over there. And, you know, this picture that I like to paint when I talk about what it means to be a true flow creative is that we get to the, quote, over here for a designer who's striving for success, and, and we'll get you there. And so in order to become a true flow creative, you know, we got to grab our hiking equipment. 
we got to get our, maybe even some ropes and rock climbing stuff, got to have on the right shoes, and we got to take a little trek. You know, this is the point where we climb this mountain together as a collective unit and come out shining on the other side. And a flow creative is someone who wisely accepts an evolution of her life cycles of creativity. And, you know, as well as the dedication and persistence of the process itself. And remember, this is the other side that we're striving to get to. So in my opinion, and I've mentioned this a little already, is that a strong foundation comes from the courage to simply design and to fearlessly return time and time again to the creative process itself to birth that final truth. So being a flow creative means that you create for your message and for your mission. So there is a need for strong clarity here, and that's, you know, we're, I come in and we work on this together, and that's why we are climbing the mountain. You know, we want to learn these different ways and different techniques in which to get there. And when you emerge on the other side, it means being able to find the flow. And it's like this, ah, you know, <laughs> the light comes out and the clouds part. You know, you're finding the flow on every second with an endless supply of insatiable curiosity to create and to grow your business. It's that your design is immeasurable and holds infinite value and energy. And it's being unforgettable when you confidently show up to the world, creating in a way that transforms you and those around you from the inside out. And that is going to be your secret sauce when you embark on creating your own design business. And I think it sounds so juicy. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, it's so good. Well, it's just like one of those things. I mean, I'm sure, okay, let's just, I have a question for you. I mean, there are the yes. people that, you know, went to these prestigious design schools. And then there's these, mm -hmm. this other group of people where maybe they had to go to junior college or maybe they're self-taught. So there is perhaps maybe even a gap there of, you know, feeling worthy or feeling that your own design process is maybe not up to par or I didn't get the education that I needed. Can you speak a little bit? maybe to the person that didn't go to the super fancy design school. Yeah, yeah, and I love that you're bringing that up because that is one of the biggest struggles for, I think, many designers because especially in the beginning, it, it comes back to, to that perfectionism and that place where we measure ourselves against each other. And then you know, everything just starts to fall or weigh heavy on you. And you might feel that you don't measure up because you didn't have the elite design career or that some of your coworkers are shining and you're not because of that, that schooling that they had, which is BS, if you don't mind me saying. So the question is always on the forefront of your mind is, you know, how the hell can I consider going out on my own because of X, Y, and Z? And, you know, there's a lot of designers who feel that way, but then they also, on the flip side, they know that their work is solid, and they know that their creative output is flawless. But it's when we get into this place of maybe being quietly obsessed <laughs> about, and I know you and I have talked about this, where, you know, you're kind of admiring influential designers from afar, and this this is like that mindset I like to take the clients away from because this can turn into a hopeless quest for inner inspiration that you're meant to unearth. 
And so when you feel fractured in this way where you're th you're, that's your mindset or your thinking, I can't do this. Well, yes, you can. And the simple act of remembering your own creativity is key here because when you're obsessing about all this other stuff and you're looking at measuring yourself against someone who had a design career that you see as elite, and I want to say that that you see is elite because it doesn't mean that they <laughs> have elite designs just because the school they went to does. You know, that's when your creativity gets lost. And this is where, you know, definitely I come in to help shift those limiting beliefs. Mm. I think we hear a lot about that nowadays is shifting those limiting beliefs. And, you know, the key is to introduce new perspectives. You know, we're climbing that mountain, right? We're doing these mindset exercises and making you do a few push-ups. There's even some holistic tools that are feeding your inner designer just what it needs to find the courage to move forward. And, Angel, to forgive yourself, you know, to reconnect to your creative flow because it's yours, it's unique. And I, I think that's truly where the power resides and your ability to design, and as I said earlier, to show up for how your message comes through to your clients. And we've got to guide you back into a place of recognizing that your creativity, and I guess the best way to put it is that, you know, it's a source of the, uh, therapeutic imagination for you as a designer as well as the recipient of your designs, and, and we can look at that as, you know, your clients. You need to have a strong foundation, and we got to banish all that stuff that's sitting on your shoulder and chip away and get rid of the hard stuff and start to soften you into this idea of, hey, I deserve this. I can do this. You know, this isn't actually unfathomable. You know, it does seem real and tangible, and so it's through this awakening that, becomes your best foundation, you know, you could ask for in your work as a designer. And it's, it's also key to your prosperity and your client's message because you are authentically showing up on a soul-based level. And that, that, my friend, for you designers listening, is what's going to blow your competition out of the water. Mm. That's my opinion. So yeah, well, I mean, it's such, this whole topic, I mean, I feel like it can resonate with anybody who is getting ready to go out on their own, or maybe they already have gone out on their own to start this business, um, a creative right. business, design business, whatever, but we all have those internal frustrations, those internal struggles, all that interior mm -hmm. stuff, and the mistakes that come along with it. So, you know, what is your advice to someone that is secretly you know, admiring everybody else's work and which is only leaving them with doubt and then as they're trying to grow their own business, they start stumbling because of mm -hmm. obviously these limiting beliefs. So can you share with us how can we push these amazing creative people into starting a successful design business or growing one for that matter, really based on what you're talking about, this, your, this soul, this part of you that cannot be duplicated. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of my work comes back to mindfulness and not letting these blocks or these little myths we tell ourselves or even these design norms, like, okay, things have to be perfect in order for, and there is some truth to that, you know, if you are an architect, for instance, you can't have flaws in your design. But we're talking about at a deeper level to enable you to 
emerge into the world and to be confident and to not have all of this excess crap sway you. And I hope I'm answering your question as best as I can here that there's different ways that you can approach this instead of reading the best, you know, graphic design book or staying up to date with the best uh, interior design movements because what's going to create your ideal design business is you. And I, uh, I hope I'm answering your question here. <laughs> I use well, a lot no, of uh, – yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I mean, I, this morning, it's so funny. I woke up this morning, and I don't know where this came from, this word of influence. You know, and influence mm. is, is a very ambiguous term. You know, you can be influenced by others to do something you don't want to do, or you can be in, someone of influence where people look to. So here is this mm-hmm. designer – who's, you know, who has a business or, you know, is ready to grow it or ready to start go out on their own, and they're influenced all the time. So they're in this place where they they desire to be the leader or the award-winning designer or the person, but because they're so influenced, and this could even go back to the person that went to the super prestigious design school where the influence of the that school almost dictated what their design aesthetic was going to be when they came out versus what was really going to come out through their soul or through that interior that you're talking about, which might even give them some kind of identity crisis at some point in their design business. I mean, Mm -hmm. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but you kind of see where I'm taking this. There's like the pros and cons of influence. Well, I mean, and you start second-guessing yourself everywhere, Am I doing enough or am I doing too much? You know, what's my place in all of this? And it's a very fine line to walk when we start feeling rattled by, like you said, all of these external voices or this external stimuli, which, you know, we have so much today. Things are Uh moving so freaking fast. And, you know, I talk a lot about this in my, uh, or I talked about this recently in my creative life group on a webinar and that. There's so much information and availability to how to be successful in life, you know, how to be successful in your designs and in your strategies. And with this pulse, you know, more and more people I find, I find this very interesting, is that people are turning inward. Even though the pulse of technology is increasing, people are almost trying to run from it and to find these answers inside because they want to escape like this depleting vibration Mm. and you know it's also changed the speed in which we can make positive changes which is good and discover more inspiration faster yeah and we, we are able to get to these influential designs that you were talking about but It doesn't mean, you know, even though there's kind of this push-pull, I don't feel like it means that there has to be a decline in how you're showing up to the world. And it is a shame that I know personally I was fraught with negativity going through art school. You know, they don't teach you how to live as a a, such a gut-based, feeling-based, emotive expressionist artist in this world they it's it's a very scary thing and I feel like there's a big psychological component that's missing in a lot of art schools because there's there's this uh, constant fear (laughs) based on am I going to make it because I'm a creator well 
I can't make it painting, so maybe I'll try designer architecture because I know it's solid. And then they get into that. Here I go, tangential angel. <laughs> and then they get into uh, then they get into these uh, more stress-based careers, which I think we know. You know, as designers, it can be very stressful. There's uh, so many expectations from so many different people. So in what you think was a level of escape, maybe turned out to be something a little more stressful. <laughs> but I do, and I, I feel like that's kind of what I do, is to bring in more of the soft side and that self-forgiveness that it takes, or kind of this relearning how to operate as a creative in this world and to help you shift your energy and vibration and how you're communicating, you know, not only with yourself, but with your clients and, and through your art. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, I don't know. I, know one of, I don't know. Yeah, one of the things mm-hmm. you always bring up is this this idea of a design voice. And I know it must be, mm-hmm. I can only imagine, which is probably why I never went into this field, but I did go to some graphic design schools, uh, some classes, uh, thinking and toying about that that as a career move. Uh, but when you, are, when you have a client where you have to basically please the client and you have a design voice, you know, you know who you are as a designer, and you somehow have to infiltrate that in to kind of satisfy the client, I'm sure there is a degree of frustration that comes from that, and which is why, why I like that we're talking about mindfulness. We're talking about a holistic approach to growing your, your design business. We're talking about the interior stuff. So I want to find out from you, you know, why do you believe that approaching creatives or creatives in a holistic manner is the key to elevating their expression? You know, there's so the design world is full of so much logic, and that's what can diminish very quickly our creative voice. You know, and I kind of to go back to that the logic of well, my design for this building can't get too outside of the box because if I do that, then you know, what are the structural implications of that? Now, when you're talking about, I feel like interior designers have a lot more freedom and maybe that's based off of what their clients are needing or wanting. You know, in that case, they're listening more to the client, but infusing all these parts of their knowledge in themselves. And then you've got like this graphic designer who's having to follow maybe what their creative director is saying or if, you know, they're working for a firm, it's become maybe more project deadline oriented, which I guess that's the same for for anything right now. But... I go back to logic quite a bit because it deconstructs our creative flow. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I logic. Is, I could almost think like logic, in some regard, could impair the creative. You know, if I if right. I have to think so logically, right. you almost lose a little bit of the creative part of you. Yeah, and I guess what I'm trying to say too, and it's not probably coming out as clear, is. Critical thinking is needed, and it is constructive. And then there's this creative thinking, and it's deconstructive. And then all of a sudden, we're pulling apart all these layers, you know, that we have to to make us fearless in our design. And there's all these societal norms that we're having to follow. And so what I think at this point, and I know you talk a lot about this with your clients, is to approach these truths 
a little bit more symbolically and to get used to thinking about things in metaphors to free yourself because that's the way you're going to get away from the logic and it, that's basically to start breaking some rules. Mm. And it doesn't have to, and here's where the holistic side of it comes in because I don't think it necessarily means that you're going to break the rule of design, but you need to break the rule in which you approach how you're coming at this project or how to be a little bit more rebellious to think outside the box. Um, I forget where I read, but like there's the, the percentage of designers or of artists rather in the workforce is, I'm going to get the facts wrong here, is only like 7% of people that make up the workforce are artists and about half of that are designers. So we feel that the market is really saturated. And if we try to continue to approach things as everybody else is doing, you're not going to get anywhere in that small pool. You've got to get outside the box. You've got to be a little bit rebellious. You've got to take the driver's seat instead of the back seat. And you've got to turn inward to see what these answers are and uh, think about, you know, what, what is making you fearless as a designer? And what are the things you're telling yourself that are tricking your body into thinking, I should be fearful about what I'm doing? Long answer. But if you get my freebie today, I talk about, too, there's, there becomes this point where there's too many ego butts in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> you've, got, you've got your own ego, and then if you're battling with everyone else about this creative process on the outside, it's just nothing good's going to come of that. So yeah. that's all I was going to say. No, I mean, I, I, it's so funny. You brought up so many things that have for, just for my own business, um, just for the way I work with my clients. You know, everything is about creative problem solving, no matter what industry that you're in. Uh, creativity is you know, the pinnacle of how we make changes, how we reach more people, all these things that we're, I mean, I'm always asking myself different questions that I don't have the answers to just so I can try to explore a new avenue mm -hmm. or a new way of doing something, uh, which is part of my creative process. But I know that you have so many skills that we have not talked about in today's interview, and I just want to at least bring up one because it's a very unique tool. It's something that we're going to be having showcased here at the Holistic Fashion Music Showroom, and it is your sound design. Uh, excuse me, your mm. sound. Can you talk about sound healing, how that helps with creativity, how it helps with uh, designers and their business? I know this was going a little off track, but I just want to hear you talk about this profound skill that you have, not only with uh, uh, sound healing, but the actual bowls that you make. I just want the, I just right. want our people to know that you do this. Oh my gosh! And I love that slip sound design. Because <laughs> this morning I was this morning I was driving around and I was like, I could be your design doctor. <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, using the sound as a healing is such. I, I it got such a great story for another time because. It's about being in alignment and finding the truth that I was searching for for so many years and having kind of some external chaotic things happen to push me into that. And the, the result, though, of integrating sound healing into my life and into making it the foundation of my business, which is always very surprising for people to hear, they're like, what? You know, we're not going to just sit here and have me answer 
question after question after question for getting to my limiting beliefs. Well, I've got such a secret tool that I use in helping manifest things that you never knew you were looking for, but throughout, you know, undergoing a sound treatment, you come out 30 minutes later going, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm awake now. I see what I need to do. Or, you know, something might pop up that you need to resolve. And it can be so much quicker and faster than us again pulling in that logical mind. And that's why I love sound healing. And, and for those, you know, people who don't know uh, the art of sound healing, there's so many different uh, components to it. And I primarily work with Tibetan singing bowls. And other parts of that are gong healing, tuning forks, and vocal toning. So I do work with my clients to teach them how to utilize their voice in a way that helps them speak their truth. Um, you know, because we bury a lot of stuff, you know, especially women, too. We put a lot of stuff down. We bury it, we bury it, we bury it. So the sound is such an amazing, scientifically proven way to shift things on a cellular level and to also alter things in the brain. So, uh, oh, girl, yeah. I can't wait to see you in a few Woo! weeks and get those bowls <laughs> and I want to hear you bang on them and make me think differently. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about that. I was almost thinking, should I bring my healing set of bowls? Because I was thinking, Angel, I might con her into giving her a session. <laughs> I mean, I, I this is just something that I don't think 99% of the designers out there are even thinking that this could be a remedy to becoming an award-winning designer, to finding their design voice, to having the courage to rebel against some of the norms mm -hmm. or some of the logic that they've been taught, to let go of those limiting beliefs. I mean, there's so many things. I know that's only one tool in your toolbox. You've got a lot of other things in your signature system as we uncovered in the program together. But you have a gift, and it took us a while to get to where we are with what it is that you came up with uh, and, what you now, and who you now serve, who these Kismet clients are, women, designers, people struggling with limiting the beliefs, perfectionism, uh, type mm -hmm. A personalities. I mean, if you're listening to this interview with Jennifer today and you're resonating on any level of what she's talking about, I personally want to recommend that you get on a call with her and just feel her out, feel her energy. This, I mean, you blow my mind in so many ways. I'm, like, obviously so grateful to have you not only as a client but as a friend. Um, you are a, a very unique person, and I just am so grateful for you. Oh, Angel, you're so sweet. Blushing. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so let's wrap this up really beautifully with a bow for everybody. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the evolution of, of Flow Creative, you know, what's coming up down the road, what do we need to know about. Give it to me. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, I'm – I, I'm a secret manifester. Like, even if I don't consciously know that I'm doing it, if I have one little set obsessive intention, <laughs> it's going to come true. And I've been doing a lot of this lately, even since our work together, where, again, problem solving and looking outside the box and, hey, how am I going to uh, bring this forth in its best uh, 
best influential way. We've used that word already, so I'll use it again. And you know, other than a lot of travel that I'm going to be doing to work with my clients, because if you, if you are going to take part in my signature system called the Vibration of Intentional Creation, it is such a juicy program that I actually travel to you and totally dote on you. So that's amazing, and there's a lot of stuff in the works with that. But also, a business friend of mine, we are collaborating on offering some special retreats. And it's going to be a mix of people who attend, but it's going to be a lot of creatives, designers, but also wellness professionals. And we're talking about doing some stuff here in the U.S. as well as in Paris in 2016. So I called Eugenie up, and I was like, girl, <laughs> I'm going to probably be coming to Paris. So will you want to be a part of this? So she's thinking of being a part of this, too. So I'm really excited. And it's, a, it's an experience that I strongly feel with, like, at least the two of us, my friend and I, and then if Eugenie comes in, we're going to blow your mind, and you're going to leave drooling. <laughs> uh, awesome. But it's, it's yeah, I'm really excited. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff also in the concept phase of creating a holistic journal publication that supports designers in all fields. And I don't know if we're solid on this yet, but my brother's an architect, and he's talked about helping me uh, collaborate with this. And what we want to do is open up doors for healthy relationships and collaborations with designers. And I think that's very important here. Community is very important. Because we want to get you out of that kind of secretly stalking other designer phase in your life and look at these people around you as people who can elevate your career. So there's going to be a platform to feature, you know, beautiful creative clients that I've worked with as well as people in my community, the Elite Designers Collective group. And that's, that's the future here. That's what we're looking at doing. Awesome. Well, okay, so I know you have your Facebook group, which you just mentioned, and can you give us the name mm -hmm. of that Facebook group again? Sure, Elite Designers Collective, and I'll also be creating a new group in LinkedIn probably, so okay, it'll great. be named probably the same, yeah. Awesome. Okay, so to get involved with Flow Creative, we've got the Facebook group, we're going to have a LinkedIn group. Um, is there anything else that we need to know? Is there something that you know, if somebody wants to get started today, basically what do they mm -hmm. need to do? They need to get on a call with you. Please let me let our audience know today how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, and thank you. That's a great question. Uh, you know, and what I have to offer right now is a free cheat sheet, and it's rolled into a juicy blog post and a podcast. So there's a lot of content-rich information, and a lot of it parallels what we talked about today. And it's if you want to push past, you know, what's keeping you stuck in your design career and open the doors to the freedom, this little freebie is called Mistakes All Designers Make When They Desire to Be an Industry Mover and Shaker. And you can get that at tinyurl.com forward slash, <laughs> you're going to laugh, Influential Designers. <laughs> oh, my God. Tiny URL. No, I'm I know. I'm not psychic. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, I think things, and then I'll be talking about this. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. You're powerful. You're energetically powerful, Angel. But, yeah, tinyurl.com forward slash influential designers. <laughs> awesome. So they can pick up, pick up your free goodie there. Um, learn more about flowcreativedesign.com by visiting her website. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for sharing your intuition, your genius, your perfectionism, all the things that brought you to where you are today. This is such a need in the market. 
I know so many designers who are ready to take that next leap of faith into the unknown and be be that next big industry leader. And it really does have to do with that interior that we talked about today. I mean, as we, you know, both uncovered during your signature system that it's not just a gateway problem. It's like you're Googling, you know, how to be an award-winning designer. Just know that it's going to be a holistic solution, not just tweaking mm-hmm. your font. You know, this is so right. much deeper. <laughs> So much more than that. This is about you really discovering your voice, um, being rebellious, having the courage to, to break some rules, and, and to, you know, perhaps even try out the sound uh, healing. That is something that I'm looking forward to, you know, having in my own life and bringing that to the showroom and letting everybody know that it exists. Because before you, Jennifer, I didn't even know about that. I didn't even know that wow. that was a holistic tool that someone could use for all different kinds of remedies. So um, I'm, and I'm mm. interested to have you continue to talk about the sound healing, uh, the bowls that you make that we are going to be uh, showcasing and selling here at the Holistic Fashionista Showroom at the grand opening on October 10th. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in person again, giving you a big hug, and uh, thank you yeah. so much for being a part of the Holistic Fashionista Speaker Series. Uh, it felt so good to be here today, Angel, and in and, and such alignment. I always love when we get a chance to talk. Me thank too. You so much. You're welcome so much, honey. Well, thanks again, and we'll be in touch soon. Bye-bye. Bye, honey.